Good Monday to you. Bill Michael Show. We are uh, enjoying a uh, kind of a warm, uh, warming trend. I'm liking it. I was out earlier today doing some errands, running around. Um, who is producing today? Ebo, you in the studio today or is Ben yeah, back? Yep, it's me, Billy. It's, yep, I, I thought it was you. It's me. I thought it was you. Because uh, Ben is back when? On, on Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Okay. Ben's back on Wednesday, and then uh, then they're always right. Well, I'm off on Thursday. Did you get that memo? Yep, yep. We, I got it all figured out just before uh, my show concluded, actually. <laughs> okay. I got, I, got a lot of, I got a lot of things happening <laughs> out of behind the scenes here, Bill. We're good. You're like George Costanza parking, right? There's so much going on right well, here, you he don't see it. Well, he screws it up. I hopefully haven't screwed anything <laughs> up, all right? <laughs> uh, how was your weekend, man? Was, Did you have a good one? Yeah, it was great. I was up in the lacrosse Holman area. It was my niece's two, uh, second birthday, so we got to celebrate okay. that. I saw the Badgers get a nice win over Rutgers. Yeah. And then yeah. yesterday, just kind of, uh, kind of decompressing a little bit, you know? Uh, it was a charitable weekend. Uh, I started out on a Friday night and went to a, a charity gala at the, the Discovery World Museum called for a, a, a group called Special Spaces, and they build um, custom bedrooms for kids with cancer. So we went there on uh, on Friday. Saturday we went to see a comedy show, but it was at a VFW hall that is now a microbrew in port washington and that was a benefit for all my friends which is a charity that builds um playgrounds uh near the grafton area out in ozaki county uh they build it for kids with autism and kids with some disabilities so they build these playgrounds for these kids and then yesterday it was like i said it was a charitable weekend we went down to a place called magellan's which is a, a bar down in uh, waukesha but it is for the sharp literacy group and what they do is they create pre and after school uh, programs for uh, children with disabilities or learning issues or you know kids that need structure, kids that need uh, you know additional time uh, to help them out with uh, with schoolwork, homework, all that kind of stuff, and just put them in programs uh, that that they can be more social. So we did that. So it was kind of a, a charitable weekend. The problem was. Uh, you do that on a Friday. Friday was great. Uh, and I, I don't know about you. Do you like getting, uh, doing the nines, getting all dressed up, tuxes and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. I mean, occasionally, right? It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Once you get the monkey suit on a lot of times and you start getting a little, eh, over it, but yeah. Occasionally. Uh, Kristen loves it. She loves to get dressed up. I mean, she looked like, you know, uh, you know, Cleopatra, Queen of the Nile, man. She had necklaces and a whole thing. Uh, me, I, I'm a suit and I'm an idiot. I'm just sitting next to her. But uh, it was kind of casual on on Saturday, and then uh, yesterday was kind of a casual day. And I had learned about this event at the last minute, so we went down. We just kind of you know grabbed our stuff and went down. And um, one of the uh, interesting things about it is you get there and you walked in, and it's uh, it was I think it was fifty dollars a ticket, and they had all they took McDonald's food and gave it to gourmet restaurants and said go make something out of it. So at one place, uh, our buddy Joey Albanese, uh, he may, he took the, uh, the chicken breast, the, the grilled chicken sandwich, took the chicken breast from the chicken sandwich, put this wine marinara over it and served it on top of a layer of garlic, uh, mashed potatoes. And it was, it was fantastic. Really? Who knew, you know? And then they had the actual, you know, the Big Mac was, was redone. And then they had the, uh, breakfast griddle sandwiches and they had taken that and put, like a cinnamon icing over it with a maple syrup on top of that. And it was a dessert instead of being like a breakfast, you know, pancake. That was fantastic. And then they had all kinds of different stuff. So anyway, but the problem was we got down there because it was from one to four. So we got there at one, 
you sit down, you do the Bloody Mary, and then they, it's a Magellan's is a craft brew house, so you know you do whatever you know craft beer they have as a chaser. And then from there, you know, we had another drink and we ate a little bit and there were some auctions and, you know, we hung out till like 3.30, till just about end time. And we're right across the street from Nice Ash. So I said, well, let's go over there. We'll watch some of the NASCAR race. We'll watch some basketball. And then we're going to go run our errands. Uh, about 8.30 last night is when we left the Ash. That Two cigars, three hookahs into the night. Uh, the Uber's on its way. You know, I couldn't make it. <laughs> it wasn't going to drive. I am, uh, I, that's when you officially look at yourself and you go, you know, I'm over the age of 50. Day drinking is not my thing, man. <laughs> hey, your voice it's sounds pretty good thing. though, Bill. Your voice doesn't sound all raspy from two cigars. You no, know, it's, yeah, it's not bad. Uh, but it is day drinking was not my thing. I got home, uh, last night and it wasn't like it was late. It wasn't like we got in at, you know, 2 a.m. We got home and, uh, pick up some food on the way home, sat down at the bar, ate the food. I don't remember going to bed. I remember, I woke up at like 2.30 and I'm like, what time did I go to bed? I looked at my phone. My last text was like at 8.35 and it's, and it was uh, texting a friend of mine. I just got home eating dinner. I'll give you a call back. Well, I never called him and, and we ate like we were going to the electric chair. So it was like, bam, food was gone. I got to think it was about quarter after nine is when I made it into bed. And, uh, and, and I, that was it. I was out. I don't remember that. <laughs> I woke up this morning. I'm like, I looked at Chris and I said, we we Ubered, right? Yeah. So we went down in the garage and sure enough, my car's not there. So she had to take me back down into Waukesha to get my car today. But, uh, but yeah, what a morning. Uh, well, Sounds incredible. Cut out. I'm not cut out for day drinking, man. I just can't do it. Bill, usually, I, usually, you, you, when you in your younger days, you'd get pretty loaded and then have McDonald's at the end of the night that you don't remember. This time you had gourmet fancy McDonald's and then parlayed yes. it into getting loaded and then. Right. I mean, just reversed. You're just partying smarter. Yeah. You're partying smarter. I, I did. I did. We had a great pe group of people down at uh, down at Nice. Oh my God, it was so much fun. We had a blast down there. It was just this whole eclectic group of people. We had this home builder and contractor from out in Jefferson, uh, and some of his guys were there. And then I had uh, these young kids that uh, one one was a tarot card reader. She was walking around the bar reading everybody's few fortunes. And then she had another kid with her that uh, just came into town. He just moved here from Chicago, but he was a graphic design artist, and he was 22. Then we had our age people that were kind of roaming around and doing some cigars. And then we got into cigar tastings. And because I do this all over the state, people are asking me, you know, what is a good cigar? And I also... I, I do. It's kind of like asking somebody who knows wine, what is a good wine? So then you get into it. It's kind of like you're standing in the humidor giving a lecture on what a good rating of 93 and 94 is, but it's a Robusto, it's a Monte Cristo, it's a, it's a Churchill. You're trying to explain all these different things and what they are. And so, it, it, but I, I just, I got home and went to bed and I woke up this morning and I went, what the hell happened to me? I don't feel bad. Don't get me wrong. I don't feel bad, but it was just, it was just a weird, weird day. And I, not a big day drinker, but boy, I tell you what, we uh, we went charity to charity all weekend long. So I don't know why I got into that story, but we did. So that's it. But you're right, uh, Badgers get a big win. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong. A top twenty five team is not won at Rutgers all season long. Yeah, Badgers were the first ones to do it. The rack is a really tough place to play. Yeah. I do believe that you know because Rutgers went on a stretch they're beating top twenty five teams right. like four in a row. So yep, I I think the Badgers were the first to do it. Yeah. Badgers uh, get a good win over the weekend. Uh, the whiteout is tomorrow night, right? That is correct. Uh, that at the Kohl Center. So they got the whiteout tomorrow night. Here comes Purdue. See if they can knock Purdue off. If they can beat Purdue twice in the same season with Purdue being such an incredible basketball team. 
uh, and one of the one of the top ten all season long. So let's see if they can do it again. So that's good. Uh, terrible start uh, for the second unofficial second half of the season for the Bucks. They ended up falling to the Brooklyn Nets. And I gotta ask you, you know, the team to beat in the East is with a question mark. The Sixers looked really good. I was thinking of Ben yesterday when I was watching the Sixers play between Harden, Harden and uh, and Embiid. I mean, they're only together a few games, and they already look like they're in sync. And and Embiid said it after the game. He said, "Look, we're unbeatable. When when Harden is playing that way, we're unbeatable." And uh, so anyway, uh, then from there, you've got uh, you know then the announcement is that Major League Baseball has not reached an agreement yet, unfortunately. So they have not reached an agreement, and today is their kind of self-imposed deadline. And then you've got uh, the announcement that the Packers are going to London. And, you know, I know they're losing a home game. I never thought I'd see the day the Packers lost a home game to go to London. I never I never in my wildest dreams, because that area depends so much on the financial impact of the Green Bay Packers and a home game. Uh, so... I never thought I'd see that, but we all knew they were going to go overseas or to Mexico at some point. And then this is the year. This is the, the first time they're going to do it. And I'm, I'm sure it'll probably be another, you know, 15 years before they do it again, but it is what it is. So, uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll debate that a little bit. Uh, and, and that's kind of it. It's just kind of a weird weekend. You've got to the, the restructuring of David Bakhtiari's deal. So that went down. You've got, uh, you know, the Packers now at about 20 million, 25 million over the cap, and they're still working on that, still waiting to hear from Aaron Rodgers. I don't expect anything here in the next few days, to be quite honest with you. They're still trying to figure out uh, Devontae Adams as well. Um, so all of that going on. So we'll, we'll, we'll see where you know kind of all of this begins to fall. Uh, you've got, by the way, the uh, speaking of baseball, uh, the uh, Derek Jeter is stepping down uh, from the Marlins. For those that did not know, that uh, news broke a little bit uh, a little while ago. But, uh, but yeah, he's, uh, he's stepping away from the Marlins, which is probably the best thing because since they've taken over that group, it's been an absolute train wreck down there. But there you go. Um, uh, Robin says uh, they have nine home games this year. The Packers do the trade-off, and they'll still have eight home games. Uh, well, actually, Robin, they always had two home games in the preseason. So you're still losing a game. You're still losing a game. Just an FYI. Apparently the audio is bad over on the uh, the Bud Light live stream, so maybe we'll reset that during the commercial break uh, and see if it gets any better. I don't know why it's bad. sounding great on the radio, Bill. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, the radio end sounds great, but I, I I don't know I don't know why it sounds so bad. But maybe we'll we'll reset over on the Bud Light live stream. So it is what it is. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You want to hit us up uh, via phone? You can if you want to find us over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us there. Uh, over on the Facebook fan page, you can always see everything, hear everything, uh, video, all that kind of good stuff. Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Uh, YouTube and Twitch TV, just simply look up Bill Michaels Show. And uh, don't forget, you can always find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google uh, Podcasts and on the iTunes channel as well. Plenty of places to track us down. Uh, did, did, were you, did you guys talk much about the, the Packers taking a game overseas? I did, was man. That- uh, it broke when we were on air, and I was I – was- so proud of the Packers for being the holdout of it, of not doing it. And then when I found out that they gave up a home game for this, I was beside myself. Right. I looked it up. Yeah. It was the Green Bay Press Gazette reported uh, from an article a year or so ago. Uh, direct and indirect, $15 million per game in the right. Green Bay area. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of 
kind of knew this was coming because it, it, we kind of figured at some point the Packers were going to. I just am surprised that the Packers are losing a home game. Now, the question is always, you know, when they go on the road, when they play teams like Jacksonville, they play teams like Arizona, they, you know, some of these teams that have not had these huge fan bases because they're transients, um, that you most likely would lose a game there rather than lose a Packers home game. But the problem is the Packers go on the road and the fans sell out stadiums. They sell out Jacksonville. They sell out Miami. They sell out some of these, you know, New York and such. And Packers fans travel so well, and they're all over the country. And so you, it's kind of the lesser of two evils, I guess, because they're just taking a home game away from the Packers, which the Packers lost one this year uh, because of the uh, unbalanced schedule, and then they're going to lose another one next year. So it is what it is. Um Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh, Paul says, "Isn't the Badgers Notre Dame game Lambo this year? Wouldn't that offset the loss of a home game? Is that has that been rescheduled for this year? I don't believe so. I don't I believe so. That was supposed to be two years ago. Yeah, I don't. They th- lost I don't, that I don't two think years ago. They have ago. a set date for it yet. I'll look it up though. Right. Right. Initially I, uh, it was supposed to be, and then it wasn't. So it, yeah, it was supposed to be two years ago when COVID hit. Oh, and then they didn't have it. Twenty twenty six. 2026 is when that game has been rescheduled for. So, yeah, that's a while down the road. September 5th, 2026. Put it in your calendar. Okay. I'm marking that down now. There you go. (laughs) All right. Let's do this. Let's step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about the Packers losing a home game. It is what it is. Uh, Nothing yet from Aaron Rodgers. The Packers continue to restructure. I'll give you my thoughts on all of uh, after talking. I didn't do a whole lot of digging over the weekend but after talking to just a couple of people over the weekend i thought yeah you know what i've got a little bit of an opinion as to how i think this whole packers thing is going to work out so i'll let you know and in addition to that the team to beat in the eastern conference of the nba is i don't know if it's if it's the bucks anymore i don't know stay tuned we got more of the bill michael show next welcome back glad to have you bill michael show we continue on Maybe that'll be better for those of you watching on the Bud Light live stream as uh, as everything got reset. So uh, my apologies, but uh, I don't know if uh, that's any better or not. So we'll find out. We'll find out if the sound and such is better over there. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy one. Hit us up. So here's here's the thought uh, from over the weekend regarding all the stuff with Rodgers, and and I get it. Um, people are kind of, you know, sick about all of this stuff. I know that the Packers, they continue. First of all, uh, the whole move with David Bakhtiari to extend that uh, and, and and rework his deal and give the Packers some additional salary caps. Look, they got to do it regardless. This is a team right now that is still 20-plus, 20 25-plus million dollars over the salary cap. So it's not like... It's 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 not like they you know if Rodgers isn't coming back they don't have to worry about it because they do regardless. Um, so I still think that they're they're going to bring him back they're going to bring Aaron Rodgers back but it's just one of those things that I just I believe still is is uh, is he's going to end up back in Green Bay I I just still believe that uh, as to what the the number is going to be I tell you what there are still people that are saying that even though. Even though he, you know, gave the text to um, Pat McAfee to say that's categorically deniable or whatever, when it comes to him wanting to be the highest paid, there still is the undercurrent running around out there that from his people, 
they are negotiating a deal that would make him the highest paid player in the NFL. So it's I and I look, hey, I uh, I found it hard to believe in the beginning as well. Uh, but the more people that come out with it, the more people that talk about it, the more people that say they've seen certain things, heard certain things, and you know, so we'll see. We'll see what the numbers are by the time it all comes out. So that being said, I still think this is what's happening, is they have until next Tuesday to work out a deal with Devontae Adams, okay? They have until next Tuesday. So they work out the deal with Adams, um, and we know Rodgers is waiting to make an announcement before, you know, with their, you know when they – um, when they work this thing out with Devontae, that Rodgers is waiting for all of this. So in that grand scheme of things, I think they are work they have to know where they're at with Devontae. I just I because I think that is part key linchpin to Rodgers coming back. I don't think it's the sole thing that brings Rodgers back, but I, I think part of it is they have to do a deal or do everything they can to work a deal. Now, let's say the Packers say, try to work out a deal where he's going to get four years, guarantee $100 million, and or five years and a guarantee of $100 million, and a lot of that's going to be on the back end. Okay? It is what it is. Because that's, um, I think they need to at least figure out where they're at before Rodgers will ultimately come back. I think, because you know Rodgers and Devontae are talking. So Devontae's on the phone going, yeah, you know what, they're they're putting these numbers together. They keep coming hard. They keep coming hard. Rodgers is going to say, you know what, he's going to understand, Right. There's only so much money. This is where they're at. This is where the cap is. This is how much they're over. This is what they have to figure out. These are the guys they're looking to cut. If Rodgers is smart, he knows they can't keep everybody. you know. And guys are going to have to be willing to restructure if they are. So Rodgers is getting the sense, okay, they're listening to me. They're talking to me. I really like my head coach. I love the system. I love the guys with me. i got a good O-line coming back. I've got good running backs. I need another wideout. He knows that. Not in the regular season. You don't need another wide receiver in the regular season. You need another weapon or two in the postseason. you got to have them. Because this whole fixation on the only guy I trust crap, and which we're tired of, but it is what it is, is it's going to happen with, with, uh, with Devontae. So you need another guy. So he's going to hear that the Packers are sincere. They're really doing, they're putting their money where their mouth is. And if Devontae signs, he signs. If he doesn't, he doesn't. If he feels he can get more money on the open market, maybe the Packers just say, we're going to franchise you. We can't do it. We can, they can't franchise him until they're under the cap, until they have the room to do it. So there's there's got to be some things here. There's got to be some, you know, some decisions made. So they're going to figure all this out, and they're going to figure out whether or not they're coming hard for Devontae and they're showing Aaron Rodgers that they want to keep the team together, and then Rodgers makes his decision. Okay, that's what happens. If they say, don't contact Devontae, they just are sitting back and waiting for Devontae's people, and they're not really making an effort. Well, Rodgers is going to say, everything you're doing publicly is lip service because behind the scenes it isn't happening. Okay? So that's kind of where I think his head is out. Because Rodgers knows. He, he knows if he's going to play. Um, 
you know, guys, there's nothing I can do. I, I have no idea why you, the the sound quality is bad. It's perfect here. It's perfect in my head. So everybody can complain, but I don't know what to tell you. So we'll see what we can do later on. Uh, anyway, the Rogers knows what he's going to do. He knows if he's playing or not. There's no doubt in my mind about that. He knows what he's got going on. So all he's waiting for is either another week of discussion, another week of his name being in the media, another week of conjecture, another week on the Pat McAfee show, 150,000 viewers. or I, I don't know what specifically is motivating him right now to say he is or isn't coming back or to just stay quiet, but whatever, okay? So I think he's going to wait. He's going to see what they do with Devontae. I think that, you know, obviously we're going to hear from uh, Gutekinds and Matt LaFleur this week because they're going to be at the Combine, which, by the way, our buddy Mike Clemens is uh, already heading down in that direction. He'll be there tomorrow, starting tomorrow, and then re uh, reports throughout the week. So he knows what he's doing. He's waiting for the team to figure out what it is they're doing, and then they'll all make the decision as to what, what direction it is they want to go. Uh, but I, I still believe that Rodgers is in contact with Devontae, that the team has been in contact with Rodgers. Uh, I believe Tom Clements did not come here to coach Jordan Love. I also am hearing more and more and more discussion about what they could get for Jordan Love. A second pick, a third-round pick, something like that. What is his value? Continue to grab picks and try to continue to build this team through the draft, supplement some of these players, maybe use a pick or two to go up and get a guy that you believe is a sure thing, whether it's a weapon for Rodgers, another outside rusher, more defensive line help, which seems to be the consensus for the needs for the Green Bay Packers. You don't need running back, okay? You don't, I mean, if you get an extra one late in the round, late in the draft, but oh, okay, great, but you don't, you, that's not a priority. Tight end, you can look at that and go, you know what? If a good tight end falls to us, we'll take that. Otherwise, need, need another wideout. We got Devontae coming back, got to have another weapon, okay? You probably, what you're going to need to do is get a guy in the draft, keep developing Amari Rodgers, one or the other. It's either going to be MBS or Equinemia St. Brown, what have you. MBS might get some money. He might get some money in the open market. So you got these guys waiting, and then you got to find another wide out. You're also going to need, and everybody believes, you're going to need, if you can't bring back Devontae Campbell, which is not out of the realm of possibility, because he can shop his wares. He made his money this year. But he really thrived in this particular system throughout the rest of his career as opposed to this year. He really thrived this year. So maybe this system is the best for him if he signs a, a good deal, not a great deal, but a good deal short term to make more money in the next couple of years. But you need, you're going to need more, more depth in the trenches and maybe even another corner. Another good cover corner. So that might be it. That might be it. But I I really believe that, that Rodgers is going to be here, Devontae's going to be here. And it's not that I wouldn't be shocked, because if, if they're not, I, I, I won't be shocked. Because that, that, to me, would say something happened behind the scenes to where they went, nope, not going to do it. That there's just so much monetary wrangling, it just simply... It, it's it's too big of an apple to bite and chew for the team to not be a little scared financially. Because what you don't want to do is stare down the barrel in two and three years of what's going on down in New Orleans. Because I, I don't even know how they're going to field a team next year. They owe so much money to guys. 
I mean, they'll they'll get it done. Don't get me wrong, but I say that jokingly. But they, they're going to be two years before they're out of this salary cap jail. They've got serious salary cap ramifications down there. So I think they're all coming back. It just depends on how much it's going to cost and how far down the road you're willing to kick it. Now, here's the other thing to remember. Rodgers wants security and he wants a deal, right? He wants security and he wants a deal. And by that, I'm talking long-term. So that's why most believe start shopping Jordan Love. The problem with Jordan Love is he didn't shine. What are you going to get for the guy? You know, you're not getting a first. You're fooling yourself. You get a first. If if they get a first, that means there's naked animal pictures somewhere in whatever general manager's background or a brand-new GM trying to make a name for himself that needs a quarterback, thinks he got some kind of a great deal by bamboozling the Green Bay Packers when, in, in essence, all he did was set his team back, and he's proven that he, him and his head coach are going to be out of a job probably in the next three to four years because that ain't going to happen. So maybe you get a third for Jordan Love. Because he just didn't shine. You get a third, which is about where he should have been. You get a third for him. You continue to move on. You trade him away. You got Bankert. Maybe you pick another one up in the draft, or maybe you pick up a, you know, one of these guys to back up, you know, what have you. And you just live with what you got. Live with what you got. And you give Aaron Rodgers a four-year, maybe, four-year deal. Maybe five. You know, think about it. Tom Brady's 44, right? Tom Brady's 44. Um, going to be 45. He just retired. Rodgers is 38. If he plays till 44, he would then be a, be a six-year deal. I think you're safe if you give Rodgers a five-year deal, but in four years you can get out of it if need be. I think you'd be safe there. So give him that security. Say, Aaron, we'll give you five years. Make that fifth year kind of the what-if year. If you're playing great and you feel like you want to keep playing, great. If you think you got four years left in you, great. You know? We don't want to go year by year. We don't want to sit here and wonder every year like we did with Brett. Are you or are you not? And, you know, all that kind of stuff. We need, if we're going to commit to you, here you go. This is what you want. And and to a man, you sit down and say, here's the money. Here's the years. Here's the commitment on our part. Give us your commitment. None of this back and forth, you don't know. And, then, you know, you know. look, there's legitimate issues to retirement. There's legitimate things to think about if you just feel physically you cannot do it anymore. The mind doesn't go, okay? It's the physicality of the game. It's the climate you play in. It's the work ethic you have to commit to in the off season. And it's not just cleansing your colon. It's about getting your legs strong. It's about keeping your legs under you. Because that's it. For a quarterback, that's it. Legs and knees, man. Legs and knees. As long as you can still move, as long as you can still avoid the hit, as long as you can still kind of get out of harm's way consistently, you're good to go. Which means we're going to continue to implement an offensive line and wideouts and weapons and such, and you've got a good offense, yada, yada, yada. But as long as he's committed to that, then then give him a the, the long-term deal. Give him a five-year deal. I don't care. Because that, that, that gives you probably three to four legitimate shots if you put enough talent around them of pieces to make it all work. That's about right. That's what I would do. That's what that that's what I would do. 
Uh, uh, Robinson seems like he would want to showcase love in preseason and try to get more value. Not by the draft, you wouldn't. Not by the, not, you, you've got to do it this year, by the draft. You're moving up and down in the draft. You're trying to get more draft capital to build this team with. That's what you're hoping for. I mean, what, what, what realistically do people think you can get out of Jordan Love? Let's say Jordan Love does get a full preseason in under his belt again this year and plays exactly the way he did. Not much progression, which now you're talking about a third year going into the system, a third training camp, right? A third camp. Now, the first year he, it, granted, was screwed up because of COVID. But this would be the third training camp. And if he doesn't look any better, what are you going to get for him? You're going to trade him out prior to the season for, what, a fourth-round pick? No. I do it now. I try to get a two or a three if you're lucky. Get it for him. Move him. Bring in a, uh, a veteran backup. Keep Kurt Bankert around and let uh, and let Rodgers know the love and say, look, we're going to run a four-year, five-year deal at you. Here you go. There you go. 877-867-1670. Thoughts? Thoughts. Give me a thought. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. Put it in there. How are we looking? Put it in the pocket. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Um, so... <sighs> The uh, well, by the way, Wisconsin Cheese Curd uh, King chimes in and says the Packers need uh, they need to draft a defensive lineman, pass rush um, first, linebacker second, then O line, then a cornerback, a safety, a tight end. I would disagree. I would think uh, first it would go either or, and it would then be either wide receiver. Or defensive line. I mean, you don't mention uh, mention a wide receiver at all. They need a wide. They need another big wideout or two. You got to find weapons. We we've seen this now twice in the last two years, where Rodgers doesn't trust anybody but Devontae Adams in the postseason, and in the biggest moments with other guys wide open, he has chosen not to throw the ball to anybody but Devontae, and for whatever reason. So you got to find guys he can throw to. Got to find guys he can throw to. Uh, defensive line, I agree with. You got to put additional beef up front around Kenny Clark. Um, outside pass rush, you, there this this draft actually has some good outside rushers and good wideouts, as a matter of fact. So you're going to be able to find what you believe to be a pass rush. Uh, offensive line, I find interesting. You said then offensive line, I. You're going to get Elton Jenkins back eventually, probably not till November, but you'll get him back. You should have Bakhtiari back. So have Yash Nyman. You're probably going to cut loose Billy Turner. Still have Josh Myers, your center. I mean, you're not you're not bad. You got you got some filling to do. Yeah, you'll probably draft an offensive lineman, but you, you you're not bad off. In that regard, you can always use a corner or a safety. I agree, and then tight end as well. But uh, I I might go in a little bit different direction, or at least different order 
for those drafts. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's go to Dave and Adele's. Dave, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, Bill. Yes, I was just thinking about the Packers giving up the game. And uh, what I think on it is it's a case of one hand washes the other. That uh, Green Bay has been wanting to have the draft held in Green Bay. The NFL has been wanting the Packers to go overseas. All right, you guys go overseas to uh, London. We'll get you the draft in 2020-whatever. And it just uh, that way, I would think the community would probably be further ahead monetary-wise than just the one game. Uh, when you think of all the people that you've seen at these draft uh, cities when they've had it, and that's over three days. You're talking Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in April, mm-hmm. where <laughs> who goes to Green Bay in April? No one. Yeah. I think it would be a great boost for uh, the community. Right. I, I Look, I I knew at some point they were going to lose a game. We can't be, like, stunned by this. We Everybody's mad, and, and I understand that. We can't be stunned by it, though, because we kind of figured at some point or another – that this would all happen, that at some point the Green Bay Packers were going to lose a game because them, the Cowboys, Steelers, Patriots, you know, Raiders, those are all really popular teams, and they want them overseas. That's what they're trying to do is build their brand. So for the Packers to be the last big team to fall, we kind of knew it was coming. So while while I'm not happy they're losing a home game, uh, you know, maybe they get the draft. Maybe they get the draft. You get people in April and they do get the draft and it becomes this big event and they put it inside, you know, whether it's Lambeau or the atrium or whatever it is they're going to do, or maybe up in the new, the new, uh, the new, uh, arena up there. I don't know how they're going to do it, but maybe they build this giant, like they did a couple of years ago down in Chicago. Maybe they build this giant tent and the gods smile on them and the end of April is a warm month. Who knows? You know, but maybe they get that. But I, I, I got to think that, that they're sending the Packers now because one, the Packers are the last, you know, domino to fall. And two, it's just because they are going to get a big crowd over there to see the Green Bay Packers and hopefully Aaron Rodgers. All right. Thank you, Bill. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon, man. He's right. You got to, you, you're probably going to see the Packers get a draft. That's my thought, is they're going to say, okay, we're going to take you out of here, but the boon to you is going to be this, and you'll get the three days of the NFL draft. How they're going to do that, that I don't know. I don't know. You know the Packers will probably have another stock sale and build a building just for the draft or something. But the, my guess is that they'll get it at some point and, and do that. But, but, uh, but yeah, that's, a, that's an idea. That's a thought. That's the thought. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Um, Corey says, what good is any more weapons it w- uh, if you won't throw to open guys now? How do we know Lazard and Scantling aren't weapons if Rodgers won't throw them the ball? Um, Marquez Valdez Scantling can be, and he, he has gotten better, but I still think you need another guy. Lazard is a good route runner. There's no doubt about that. But if you look, okay, let, let's be honest. Is Lazard in the same realm as, say, Odell Beckham Jr.? No. Is he in the Jamar Chase? Okay. If not, let's say, look at the, t- the you know, look at Cincinnati. They had Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, two other really good wideouts, right? 
You have Devontae Adams. Who is the number two? Jamar Chase is number one in Cincinnati. T. Higgins, number two. Tyler Boyd, number three. Who's you? Is, is Marquez Valdez Scantling T. Higgins? No. Is Alan Lazard? No. You need another guy. You need another true weapon. Like I said, it's not necessarily for the regular season. It's more for the postseason. You look at what they had out in uh, L.A. Cooper Cup. OBJ. Is Marquez Valdez-Scanling better than Van Jefferson? Is he better than OBJ? Is, is Lazard? No. You need another guy. That's So when I talk about finding another weapon... It's not just a throw to. It's just you have to have that balance. You have to have that other guy to go to just in case. But I agree with you. Look, I think we're all going to talk about this regular season, and we're all going to sit here and, and, and analyze and pick apart games. But at this point, coming into next year, if the band is back together, can we all agree that nobody gives two rats asses about the regular season, we're going to be looking for things to focus on that are negative going into the postseason to say, don't let this beat you again. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Rick says you and Mike should go to London. Oh, my goodness. I've thought about that. Thought about that. I just don't know if we could do that. Do we do the show from a pub in London? How about that? You know? Fish and chips for breakfast. I'd do that. I'd do that. Big trip, though. Big trip, no doubt. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Glad to have you back. The Bill Michael Show. We continue on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. You can go into Quick Trip. And get registered via your quick rewards card to win a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. I kid you not. I kid you not. Get one of the hot take-home meals. That'll give you extra scratch-offs. Buy a Coke product. That'll give you extra scratch-offs. A Smart Water, same thing. Or combine it all and get some more. And Quick Trip giving you a legitimate shot. Legitimate shot at winning a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Those things are starting at like 50 grand and go up. You know, I mean, that's 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 not chump change. So uh, check that out. Stop in the Quick Trip. Not only are they great because they're based right here in the state of Wisconsin, but they got it going on, man. Good stuff over there at Quick Trip. Uh, 877-867-1670, uh, This is from Mark. Mark says, uh, I agree. I would love to see the NFL draft come to Green Bay. How many people would that bring uh, as big as a Super Bowl? Question mark. No. No way. No. Um, it would bring quite a bit of, of revenue into Green Bay. But it would not, there's no way it would uh, bring the same amount of people and revenue as a Super Bowl. Just uh, that won't happen. That won't happen. But it's still, it would still generate revenue. I mean, it would still make up a little bit for the loss that you're that you're going to receive via losing a game to going to London. Why are people mad that that it's in London and not in Germany? Is there a reason that people are pissed off that it's not a Germany game? Like I, Germans no can idea. drink Germans can drink almost like Wisconsinites. Well, London is a bunch of 
Nannies. I, I guess. But I, I've got people going, I can't believe they didn't put it on a neutral site in Germany. What? It's it's going to London. You don't get much more neutral than that. But, yeah, oh, well. People are mad about that. Just look. Like I said, you knew the chip was eventually going to fall. You just didn't know when. But you didn't you didn't want to lose a home game. I'm surprised they're taking a home game. But you know what? I kind of understand it. It's they've been wanting the Packers to do this. They've been wanting the Packers to be a part of hard knocks for a long time. And going all the way back to Ted Thompson, I mean, there were years when I remember uh God, it was like the second year, maybe third that Ted was here. And hard, hard Knocks in the NFL talked to him about it. He said, absolutely not. You'll As long as he was going to be in that ivory tower, he basically told him, don't even ask. You will never be behind the scenes with us. Never. They were reluctant to allow NFL films to do things. I mean, that's how, that's how red China Ted was. Um, and it all started with Holmgren. Go, go back some years because Holmgren, he monitored everything. You talk about a secretive guy. That guy monitored everything. So it all went all the way back to him. And then it's just propelled itself and got gotten crazy ever since. I mean, Matt LaFleur at least talks a little. But it's such it's so weird. Matt LaFleur and, and the Packers, they're talking about injuries like they never even happened. Oh, well, it's 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 tough. It's a it's a tough thing. It's it's you know, and then you've got Shanahan holding up X rays. Yeah, it happened here in this joint, in this fifth metatarsal over here, and it's a broken foot, and this this side or broken hand, he's got a thumb, and this is what, and he's he's playing doctor. You know, it, it's just a drastic difference between the way the Packers do things and other teams. Jacksonville, they invite you in for the surgery. We, we don't care. Just come on in. Come on in. Take a look around. There you go. Anybody else want to operate on this guy? We'll let, we'll let you do it. Green Bay, you don't even know what happened. They think, who? The guy doesn't even exist. If he's not on the roster that day, he doesn't even exist. Did such and such have surgery? Who? Who? who who's that? He's like in a witness protection program. You don't even know. That's the way the Packers are. So I, I'm not not shocked that some people are upset, but I, I was a little surprised they took a home game away from Green Bay. Uh, 877-867-1670. Going back to your question, Bill, who is the best team in the Eastern Conference? By the way, this is from uh, Samantha. Samantha says the best team in the East is the 76ers with the addition of Harden. I feel that they're a strong team, and they look good now. It's just a matter of time before Kevin Durant goes down with another injury, and the Bucks just look a little off. They don't have another big down low to help protect the rim. With Giannis, uh, Serge Ibaka is good, but he's not that guy. Samantha, I don't want to agree with you. I see where you're coming from. I still think come the postseason that the Bucks are the team to beat. Not just because they're the defending champs, okay? That, put, put that aside. I still think when you have all three hitting, even with the addition of Serge Ibaka, now not having Brooke Lopez, that down low defensive guy, which I still get a sense they're hoping, they're hoping beyond hope that maybe he can come back by the postseason. But getting Serge Ibaka was kind of that, yeah, that's becoming more and more of a pipe dream for uh, for Brooke to be coming back. So getting him was good. Uh it's another it's another solid body, but it's not that same defender. And the Bucks last year, they were top 10 in defense. Top 10, top 12, and their defense has fallen off. So that 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 to me is the biggest concern is that this third quarter bugaboo and defense 
just going away. Guys just like looking like they don't even care. That to me is probably the most concerning thing. I still think though, when the chips are down, that's the team to beat. One hour down, three to go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up. It's coming up next. Wisconsin Sports Covered, W244DR Fitchburg, WOZN Madison, The Zone.